Hey guys, welcome to the number 179 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. We have too much to break down. There is too much to break down right now. The Wizards had some meeting, uh, private uh, work, uh, pre-draft workout meetings for some players. And boy, they are some good players. We're going to break down those players. And they also have more workouts in the future. We're going to get into just a lot of things we're going to break down in today's episode. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode, though. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, review. We have some great tech content going on. Chase Sports News. Dot com, especially an article Bradley Beal ranked as the number one player in DC. There we go, Wizards. There we go, Wizards. Uh, but I disagree with it. I thought it should have been uh, Alex Ovechkin or Juan Soto. When I talked about how the NBA continues to get more popularity because of the way the sport is played compared to baseball, hockey, etc. So I wrote a whole article on that about the NBA's revenue, the NBA's ratings, and a bunch of different things that uh, I, I think will be good. That's uh, open for anyone, right? Not just diehard sports fans. So uh, chasersportsnews.com have some great articles on their NBA Finals coverage, all of that NFL coverage also coming up as well. So we have a lot to break down, so I'd like to get into this right now. There's so many players to break down. I'm not going to go in-depth on every player, but uh, workouts on June 3rd for that the Wizards had, and, you know, they had some okay players. Alex Barcelo, guard from BYU. Josh Carlton, about a forward, uh, forward or center from Houston, actually played with UConn for three seasons before transferring to Houston for his senior year. McCurr Maker, forward out of Howard. And before you start writing in the comments, uh, is he related to Thon Maker? He is. It's Thon Maker's cousin. Gene Montero, we're going to get into him for a second. Guard, the overtime elite. I had him getting drafted in the first round, my NBA mock draft 1.1. With Miami Heat. I did not have him getting drafted in the first round, NBA mock draft 2.0. But... I do think he's someone that could fall first round, maybe second round, but we'll get into that in a second. Charlie Moore, guard Miami, and G-Day Note, guard Arkansas. So those were the six players that the Wizards met with. And fun fact here, this is from Bullets Forever. Four of those guards who are listed are 6'2 or shorter. So they're with some short guards. Um, if you want to know about Josh Carlton, I know a lot of the UConn players because I am a UConn fan. I'll just tell you real quick about Josh Carlton. Uh, someone that would really just drive to the basket. Like, nothing much else than drive to the basket. Again, doesn't really do anything else. Um, So, can't shoot the ball well. He's just kind of like I get him the ball in the post and try to score. Very inconsistent at, t- at times. He's very inconsistent. So, I don't think he'd be someone that we should draft even with the 54th pick. He may be a summer league guy or a guy that plays overseas very, very well. But he's not someone that would actually go in-depth. Uh, or I say in-depth. Go really deep in the NBA. Now, Jim Montero is someone who plays for a lot of teams. We'll start off with his stats. He's an amazing scorer, first of all, right? I mean, he could score about 15 points a game. He gets about three to five assists per game, which is definitely interesting. He has a lot of um, development to do passing the ball, but he could get a lot of steals, and that's one of his strong suits. He gets about two steals a game, and that allows him to be so good on the fast break. And, you know, he's a very good ball handler, which allows him to thrive when driving to the paint. But speaking of fast break, one year, nearly 20% of his possessions came off the fast break. Since, as I said, he could get steals very easily. He was the primary ball handler on 73% of those fast break possessions and 65% 
from the field on the fast break. So he's one someone that when he gets the steal and he's in the odd man rush, that's where he could become really, really dangerous. And he's just one of those players. Sometimes it consists he did turn the he does turn over the ball, right? That that is an issue of his, as I did mention. He turned the ball over on eighteen and a half percent of those fast break opportunities that I was ta- just talking about. But he's a good mid range shooter when having time to operate. So players that are able to set screens for him, like a, a, a three and D kind of guy, or no, that's wrong. A, um, a stretch big would be someone good for him. Like if he played with Brooke Lopez, he would really thrive. Someone that could set hard screens, play good for three, and um, he just he doesn't take a lot of risk. It, it depends on the moment. On the fast break, it takes a lot of risk, but in game, he's not taking a lot of risk. He's trying to stay really safe and just trying to score. When in the fast break, he's kind of doing everything. So very interesting player. Um, I had him as the 27th pick, and then I didn't go in the second round of my NBA mock draft 2.0, but he'd probably be around 40. I don't think he there, I don't think there's a way he falls to the Wizards at number 54, but there's no way the Wizards take him in number 10 either. So I don't I think it's great that the Wizards bet with him, but I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Today, on the other hand, was big. Right today, he was big. The Wizards bet today with James Nkunjo, Baylor, Ryan Allen, Delaware, Gabe Brown, Michigan State, RJ Cole, UConn, Tori Easton, LSU, and Scotty Pippen Jr., Vanderbilt. Scotty Pippen Jr., Vanderbilt. These are some great players. And you heard the rumors that they were trying to meet with James Nkunjo. And they finally met with him. Let's start with him. Very good guard. Has some scoring ability. Averaged about 14 points per game this year. But his main ability is passing. He averaged about five assists in college. Six assists, though, this year. Which is very important. We don't know what kind of a three-point shooter he is. Because he's shown some signs of being an elite three-point shooter. And shown some signs of being a really below-average three-point shooter. A Russell Westbrook kind of three-point shooter. First year, shot 39% from three in college. Second year in college, 24% from three. Third year in college, 41% from three. And his last year, senior year in college, he shot 30% from three. No idea what he could be from three. He's shooting in like the 20s or the 40s. Like, you can't, you know, can't make up his mind on a shot. It's not like his attempts have gone up either. His attempts have stayed the same at about four three-point attempts per game. So, it's very interesting. Um, He's a very inconsistent player at times. But he has potential, and I think he could be someone that the Wizards could take with the number 54 pick. Let's talk about Gabe Brown. Gabe Brown is a good player. Average about 12 points per game, four rebounds in college. But his main asset, give him the ball from three, he'll make a shot. Shot about 38% from three in his senior year at Michigan State, and shot that for about his entire college career. So collegiate career so he's someone that is really a three-point shooter uh, has some issues getting to the paint doesn't really take a lot of risks but when you get him the ball when in doubt he's probably going to make his three-pointer the majority of his shots are from three and the Wizards need a lot of shooters assuming they're going to get rid of Contavious Cutterwell Pope to get a point guard they're only going to have Corey Kispert to shoot the ball they got rid of Davis Bertans you need a shooter Gabe Brown he could be someone they could take with the number 54 pick. 
could be a kind of shooter that could get in the bottom of the rotation. So uh, he has some potential on defense as well, and I think he's a pretty decent player. I am not going to lie. Scotty Pippen Jr. He is a guard, right? Not thinking of uh, Scotty Pippen Sr., right? The guy that is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. This guy averaged about 20 points per game in college. He uh, applied for the draft, la- I, and maybe a plaza where he went for the NBA draft last year and did not get drafted. So, does he deserve to get drafted this year? I don't know. He averaged 20 points per game, five assists, very inconsistent three point shooter, shot about 34% in college. But that was mainly due to this year, as in previous years, he shot 36% from three in college. So, very interesting. I don't really know exactly what kind of a shooter he is. Didn't watch much of Scottie Pippen Jr. this year, but obviously you hear the name because of the name Scottie Pippen. Um, but it's not just a name. He's a good player, right? He can drive to the paint, uh, very athletic, right? He he is a very good player. Now, would he be worthy of the 50? He's obviously not going to be drafted in the first round. He could be someone the Wizards take at the 54th pick. This guy, he's not a 54th pick guy. This guy's a number 10 pick on a guy. Tari. Tari Eason. Tari Eason, everybody, is an unbelievable basketball player. Let me just tell you these stats. 17 points a game. 7 rebounds. 2 steals. 36% shooting from 3. 52% shooting from the field. 80% shooting from the free throw line. This is someone that could be drafted high. I had him getting drafted, I think, about 17, not 100% sure. In my NBA mock draft, 2.0. In my NBA mock draft, 1.0, I had him getting drafted number 14. Would he be a reach at number 10? I mean, depends on who's available. He's a very talented player, a good defender. Uh, it could be someone that the Wizards really need. Now, would they need another forward, right? You got Hachimura, you have Avdi, you have Kesper. How many years are you going to take a forward? They have Troy Brown Jr., right? How many first-round picks are you going to take on a forward? That, that right, that, that's a good question. But um, he's a very talented player. I don't see the Wizards taking him at number ten. I don't. I do want to break him down a little bit more though, because he could be someone the Wizards could take. Um, what a three and D guy. Honestly, three and D guy. But the difference between him and regular three and D guys is, yeah, he attempts threes, but not like really much like he's a good shooter don't get me wrong but he also is exceptional driving to the paint from the mid-range right if you look at his two-point percentage he shot 56 percent from two with lsu this year like he's such a good mid-range shooter such a good player very little weaknesses like it's really hard like if you look at statistically when you watch film there's really hard to find the weaknesses in tar easton and he's someone that i don't think has high potential as as high potential prospects in the draft but doesn't have a low floor either right g montero who we just broke down a little bit earlier he's someone that has a really high ceiling and a really low floor tar easton is that kind of guy we know he's going to be the good but we know he's not going to be too bad, but he's not going to be too good, like one of the top prospects. So is he worthy taking number 10? I think it would be a reach, but I do think he's a very good player. And if he takes him at number 10, I would. Depends on who's available, but I'm pretty sure it wouldn't be too mad. Last but not least, I left I left this guy for last because he deserves it. It's my boy, R.J. Cole from the Yukon Huskies. When I saw that he met with the Wizards, a smile went on my face and no one can knock it off. He's an exceptional, 
exceptional, exceptional, exceptional, I'm not sure you've heard me say it yet, exceptional basketball player, right? Everyone's going to look at his stats with Howard and say he was better with Howard, right? Averaged 24 points per game in his freshman year, 21 points per game in his uh, sophomore year, excuse me. And everyone's going to say, oh, right, that's him. Average six assists as well, about two steals. His numbers went down for sure. And his efficiency, it is, I guess his efficiency, his efficiency is okay, right? A pretty inefficient shooter. But he had such a bigger role, such a bigger role with Howard. With UConn, he had a big role, but he needed to spread the ball to so many other players. Tyrese Barton, Andre Jackson, Adama Sanoga, Akuka Cook, Jordan uh, Polly, Tyler Polly, excuse me, Jordan Hawkins. He had to spread the ball out to so many. Jalen Gaffney had to spread the ball out to so many other players. So many other players. And I think that can make a difference in it. Isaiah Whaley, too. Josh Carlton, when he was there, had to spread the ball out to a lot more people. And yes, his assists went down and everything. His statistics went down. But it was because everyone else needed to get their numbers as well. And he couldn't always be the primary ball handler. But he has shown that he could be the primary ball handler. He was 2021, it was this year, 2022, all Big East, of course. Why wouldn't he be? This my boy, RJ Cole. But he's just a good player. And he was clearly the best player in UConn this year. Led up to some big wins over Villanova, right? Led up to some big wins over Xavier. He's a good player. I'm very happy. I think he could be drafted the number 54 pick. I see him more as a guy who could be really good overseas, but not in the NBA. Maybe a summer league kind of guy. But I wouldn't be mad taking him in the number 54 pick. He's shown so much potential being able to be an NBA-type player. But who cares about what they've already done? What are they doing in the future? To be honest, that's what everyone cares about in this day and age. Well, speaking of point guards, right? we heard the Wizards could be interested in getting someone like Malcolm Brogdon or Mike Conley, according to NBC Sports Washington. However... You want to draft someone at number 10, this guy could be available. Dyson Daniels, point guard, G League Ignite, says he has upcoming workouts with the Indiana Pacers, the Detroit Pistons, and the Washington Wizards, which is great. And the Washington Wizards will work out tomorrow with some players. And just to highlight uh, the best players, Jaden Hardy, Colin Welp, and Isaiah Whaley. Those are just the highlight players. We're going to break that down tomorrow. Now, I know this is going to sound weird. Ty Ty Washington plans to meet with Washington coming up. So he said he does have meetings scheduled with them and some other teams as well, including the Cleveland Cavaliers, San Antonio Spurs, and New Orleans Pelicans. Just had one with the Oklahoma City Thunder. So the Wizards definitely have some guys that they're meeting with, including Isaiah Willey, another UConn guy will break him down. They're meeting with a lot of talented players, and I'm very happy about it. I'm very happy with the players they're meeting with. Last year, very underwhelming, right? They met with Isaiah Todd. Didn't really meet with a lot of star-studded players. I, mean, I, may be, I may be forgetting, but I'm pretty sure they didn't meet with some great players. I think they're meeting with some very talented players this year, as we broke down today, and, I, and I'm very happy with the decisions that they're making with the pre-draft workouts. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. Sorry if I was talking fast at points. Just wanted to get this episode done since it's not a 30-minute episode. But, um, yeah, it's about a 16-minute episode. Hope you guys did enjoy. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.